0: me about oh, this little show.
1: Well, it's only taken 10 years for us to actually get it to happen, which is a bit crazy. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so um, we all introduce Yeah. Right, so. Do you go first? Uh, this is Thomas Hopkins. He's a producer. Can you remember my name? Michael Strassen. Yeah, I direct things. Directing. directing. So yeah, anything. <laughs> anything and everything. Anything, plays, Sondheim, p- pantos, new plays, anything.
3: Do
2: you like new plays? Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, dude, I, I because I, I've got access to uh, some like, studio spaces, um, I get sent a lot of new material, and some was good, some was bad, and this is good.
0: So, how did it come about? Who, who heard about
2: the project first? Well, no, so basically, yeah, so
1: uh, 10 years ago, I produced a play called Curtains at Trafalgar Studios, which mm. was about Kurt, Kurt Cobain and Sid Vicious, with Danny Dyer and Sean Evans, and the writer said, Oh, I've written another play. And I was like, Okay. And then I read it, and I was like, That's pretty good. And then we hadn't done it. And then I just decided this year that it'd be quite a good time to see what we could do with it. So we thought, well, let's get it on its feet um, and see if it
2: works. So yeah, and I think today's been quite promising as well, right? You sent it to me, and I th- and I read the first three pages, and I couldn't stop reading it.
0: So tell me about it. It's just really,
2: really funny. Um, What's it about? Like, did, I did you do that? it? Yeah. It's We've got. Joan Rivers and Barbara Streisand weren't always megastars. Mm-hmm. And ten years before they hit the big time, they, like many of us, were working doing X, Y, and Z, you know, and they did an off, 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 off Broadway play together, mm-hmm. which Joan Rivers has mentioned in interviews. Mm-hmm. So this
0: is all two stars. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So one can only imagine what it was like in that dressing room of those two icons having a bit of banter. And he's just so act- kind of whether act one it it kind of runs in one act but that one is in that said dressing room and they're just it's just hilarious and the thing is there's no contrivance to it because you're just thinking well she would be that funny she would be that bitchy but at the same time it's not just like a big bitch in this it's 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 social it's got a lot of social history in it but then it suddenly jumped. Then there's the, one of the quickest changes in history and it's 10 years later and we're in Las Vegas. We are. And they reappear looking a, a billion dollars each. And then it's kind of, I just say, yeah, sure. You know, what do you think? And then of course all the old ghosts and monsters are there. But essentially for me, what I see when I see it, it's about it's about political correctness. You know, how uh, Joan Rivers did so much, which is you've got to, we've we all got to grow, up be big boys. And you know, it, and take stick, and it it kind of re-examines what a what a gag is, what is mm. what what is okay. Um, in. Yeah, I mean, it, the last time I truly felt very sad for somebody I'd never met was Joan Rivers, because she had another. We need we need people like her yeah. to say, you know what, stop being so and offended you know what I mean or just wake up or grow up or whatever and she was kind of like the the wake up and the wake up and grow up grandma wasn't she she yeah. was just you know so th- this it, it just excited me to see it to, to think that she could the, the, there was more breath in there in that conversation it's a conversation um it's highly entertaining it's very funny I read it on my iphone in bed going <laughs> oh just it was just I wanted to do. It. You can immediately. I could. I could see it. But it, yeah, I usually stay away from kind of like because it's it's not it's not a gay thing thing. But obviously, because of the two characters, it's it's, it's obviously got that rub. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's got the whole kind of religious undertones, and, and especially um, what you know the the Me Too thing, what it was Ooh. to be a woman back then, what was acceptable, the whole thing, and it all resonates within it, within these conversations. And the thing is, if this happens in three years. I think the script would change quite a lot yeah. and if it happens in six months or mm. you know it, 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 it's like an it's a, an amorphous thing that can, it can, it can change and grow and and speak depending on when and, and where in fact I mean we would not do the same production of this in Tel Aviv as we do, would do in London or Sydney or you know yeah. it's, it's, it's a great vehicle so for this, this production workshop we just kept it quiet, you know. Kept the core together, and just see what, just see what kind of conversations come from it. Have I been speaking for nine hours? I think so. Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Tell me more about the writer.
2: Roy, yeah. So Roy Smiles. He, the the,
1: the great thing about Roy, and the, he reminded us the other day when we had lunch. He was an actor first of all. He still is an actor. Uh, and one of the first things he did years and, years and years and years and years and years ago was he was in the original cast of um slice of saturday night west end which um is his part but he's one of he was one of the major characters in it but it's quite funny afterwards so i'd listen to him in it again but it's really interesting with this one because you could totally see with curt sid that he wrote it he's yeah. very it's very him but i love mm-hmm. that it's actually a polar opposite to what he is as a as a you know, as an, I think an, it's as hilarious a,
2: that yeah. straight
1: man wrote this play. No, oh, there yeah, you go. That's that's yeah. It's, almost. it's just
2: so invigorating for me to read it, and and it. it, it I think it's and great. I think
1: that's why almost with this play that there's so much more heart than potentially if you were really going a different direction with it, it could just be gag after gag. But actually, when you when you you know yeah watch it, it's more about two women than about. Barbara
2: Streisand, Joan Rivers—it's really quite truthful, and I think that's what—that's well, that what we get. That, it, that right? would be a sketch, and that would last. It would run out of steam after about three minutes. Yeah. But it's like I, I was saying—you know—when when noting the actors today, you know, keep, keep it keep it on the keep it on the front foot because there, there's an expectation to the title, mm. and then it kind of settles into itself, and then you go, "Oh my God!" A bit like the Crown, actually. Where mm-hmm. you go, oh, look, there's the Queen, and then suddenly you go, "Oh, oh, it's, it. She's human. Yeah. You know, all oh, those problems are real. You know what I mean? And oh." those characters are symptomatic of society of what they were saying. You can only be this. You can only have that. You're ugly, you know. It's like, like, why did John Rivers think she was ugly? She was a beautiful looking mm. woman. Bless you. You know what I mean? It, it's just, there's, there's a lot in there, which is why I was attracted to it.
0: Do you know how he researched it? It's, it, he
1: has... Uh, I, just, I don't know. He kind of calls it an obsession with kind of the idea of famous people and their relationships with each other. A lot of his plays that he's written are like like Kurt and Sid, for example. So mm-hmm. the, the pretense behind Kurt and Sid was that Sid Vicious was in fact someone that Kurt Cobain was obsessed with. He never mm-hmm. met him, ever, but it, when we did that play um, at Trafalgar Studios, it was all about that he was about to kill himself and Sid Vicious comes back in kind of a, a ghost form. And, um, so the fact with this play that it starts with historically a, a real scenario the second half is you explained the second half quite well today to the well, second half because some ways into that it's a conceit
2: yeah I mean it must have happened several times but it's it's kind of you know 10 15 years later in this most sumptuous dressing room ever and you know they remate and it's just it's 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 two ships meeting in the night again yeah. under completely different circumstances but they all it's all still running in the background there's a lot of love in it mm. this is not the Betty and Joan two women meeting going wah, 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 wah. this is this is about art and intelligence in the same two art and intelligence in the same space just just and it just you know what why, why weren't they best friends it's a bit like scanners you know you expect them both to explode they, they were just so phenomenally talented and funny you know
0: and tell me about the actresses who you've got How
1: did you find them? So, Vicky, Victoria Yates. um, and Barbara. She's, yeah, Payne Barbara. She's, uh, obviously, she's has sort of a big thing that people know of. obviously called The Midwife. She was in that for, for most of this time. That was, I think, almost all of it. And then just recently was in Fantastic Beasts, the movie as well, the new Harry Potter thing. Uh, she uh, is fantastic. She was in a little. We did um, when we did country music, which you, you came to the Simon Stevens play at the Omnibus. Uh, we did a one-off reading of T Five. Yes. Did you come to that as
0: well? I didn't know but I was aware of it. Yeah, was available. So oh. she did that yeah. for us,
1: um, and she's just a wonderful, a wonderful person. Also, just very. It, it was very important with both these actresses um, that. It had to be people that could be quick and fast, and also very open to just. We had to just get on with it. One day today, and then do it tomorrow. You know. Yeah. So Vicky, and then uh, Debbie, and Jason, obviously. Um, was just in Calendar Girls. She did the play, then she did the musical as well. Uh, original cast. She did the girls rather than the Calendar Girls and it rechanged. Um, and uh, amazing comic actress. I mean, Smoking Room, which was one of the biggest things she did constantly as a as a character on that was amazing, and obviously Eastenders and all the rest of it. But she again, very solid, very humble, very open, very you know what I mean. Just both then sharing that idea that these are two real women, and that it's not two people playing caricatures of. Of what we've seen, you know, uh, when we were growing up from those two two people, it really is, and very much when you said today, you know, let's just play this like two people rather than, and I think it just it just changes the whole
2: feeling behind it. And I think it was yeah, it was my main no, which is, you know, we don't, you know, we, we all have personas, yeah, you know, we all do, and you know, it, it, it's very difficult to hold up something as massive as that, and it it it, it destroys more stars. It destroyed whitney yeah. you know they create these massive things and they, they 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 break under the weight but these two women didn't break under the weight and you know, I, I, you know and rivers was so she, she was so political and actually so was Streisand. i mean the plo threatened to assassinate her it's, it's all in there you know she was a female with a voice and she spoke out of about vietnam and they threatened to kill her and it, it's what that did to her and her, you know, her her stage fright and all the kind of stuff, and then of course the brutal wit of Rivers, which you know, nothing nothing was left unsaid. You know what I mean? And and and, and we're we're also frightened now. You know, we live in word soup, don't we? Which is don't say that, don't say that. Who's offended? Whatever. You know, we she didn't live within that world. She lived within a real conversation about everything. I think personally.
0: And how are they approaching playing those characters? Are they?
2: Not being them. Not, be, not being given time to think about it, yeah. Because you know, it, whatever you know, it, it, it's 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 kind of there. You know what? It's it, it's there, but it, it's just the language is so alive yeah. that it leads the actor through. It's you know, it's not it, it's it's not gag. It's hilarious, but it's not gag structured. <laughs> so therefore, they're conversations. It's like you know, they're they're conversations, monologues with two people. What's that called? Two I know that, but you <laughs> know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. This is definitely two monologues. Oh, Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? But you know th- th- thats what I'm saying. It's—it—it it kind of—it acts itself.
0: What they've been like to work with.
2: Beautiful. I turned up and thought this is going to be easy, C- because you know the, the, they had the heart in it straight away.
0: Yeah. So how long have you actually had? So you—you you presented this at a, a workshop tomorrow. Yeah. Right? So that's a one-off workshop
2: and it's
1: interesting because they the, the actually said today what and you said what's the hope from this and for, for very much for me when i've looked at this tomorrow is it is about having certain people in the room that can give the feedback that i think the show needs yeah. to know whether it will have a life if it will have a life what kind of life it will have mm-hmm. um, and let it breathe a little bit you know um so it will be interesting to see what the what the feedback is um, we think it's great but let's see what everyone else has to say and so, what journey it will have, you know, after that. Yes. I think it's exciting to um, use the London Coliseum. It's a beautiful space upstairs, um, and great for this, yeah, I think, wonderful. as well. Um, so we'll see what happens. See what you think.
0: And how important is it for you as a director and a producer to workshop work before in the whole process of shows that you have you workshop shows before? Have you found that a successful way to do it? I you think,
1: it. yeah, I think for me like curtain Sid, for example was was workshop before, yeah. and it's I think with a new play, absolutely I mean and th- there's a musical that that um I've been workshopping for about a really long time, and then we're doing it next year again in a different vein at, at the lyric in in belfast, and it's almost like working out what's the best time to do something and how to do it and that puzzle, you know fitting it together um I really think with this, for me, it felt like we needed a little bit of joy in our lives right now, and it gives you that. You know, yeah, really does, and gives you the the message from both of them as well is is a really strong message of kind of joy and tolerance, love.
2: Don't take yourself too seriously. You know, really, you know, get out of the word soup. Word soup. That's my that's my speak for just. Okay. Can we just say what we mean? Okay. And not find each other so f- offensive you know what i mean it's uh, because that's the world they came from that's the uh, rivers but w- workshop um i couldn't see this until i i, I needed to see it alive in front of me because you know my version of my head was just you know would it cost 750 million pounds mm. um, it's not poetry it's it's not it's, it's 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 written to be spoken and that's why we're doing it
0: and have you got any ideas that tomorrow How is it going to be presented and staged?
2: We've got this beautiful room, which has got like a glass wall overlooking Trafalgar Square. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. We went up there and went, oh my god, you know, this is beautiful. So we're just going to kind of set it up there and um, have drinks and have the audience in and just allow the actors to do their job. And we're going to listen to the audience and see if anybody laughs. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully.
0: Have you already kind of thought in your head how you would like to see it produced and staged and designed? Or does a process like this help to
2: it does. give you I'm ideas? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean I, I can al- I can already see the actor one dressing room and I can already see the the two second snap into the Vegas dressing room with the two actors coming back in and getting a round of applause because yeah. they've gone from, I don't know, jumpsuits to you know, so mm. boulevard in under seven seconds, I want it to be one of the best yeah, okay. costume changes ever on stage and around. Um, <clears throat> and just, just from a, a thing of tone, you know, and things I want to ask the writer, and things maybe an extra line there, or like, I want to expand something, or he's touching on something politically and think, well, we can actually maybe play with that a bit more. Yeah. But, you know. Well,
0: like, whether this goes on in two years
2: or three years it will definitely evolve and change it'll never get old yeah this will never get old so if it's another mm. 10 years i hope not it, you know whatever <laughs> <coughs> let's just get you know
0: have you two worked together before
2: we nearly we? nearly nearly we nearly did because producing is it's the world of nearly you yeah. know you, you, you try to do what it's the same as directing you send out 100 emails you get three answers and you might get one job you know what i mean so you know um, we've known each other a pretty long time a while
1: yeah I met you when I was about nine years old and you were 29 29 yeah sure no when, uh, back I don't know but qu- quite a while
2: no that was about 10 years ago yeah we almost did something together about 10 years ago and then <coughs> life just happened and then he invited me to a press night and I said you know how are you you old cow and, <laughs> and here we are it's nice
0: yeah and I did and there we are And what I
1: said we're doing a play, <laughs> but yeah, the thought will come from, from you as well tomorrow. What do you think? I
0: can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I used to always watch.
2: Well, let us know movies. because without your opinion, that there's yeah, no okay. progress. Yeah. That's why workshops don't work because you don't I, get the because you don't get the feedback and you don't listen. I've, I've done workshops as an actor years and years ago. I did some big, very big workshops, and then I would be cut from them, and then they'd end up with big Western shows, and then yeah. they'd be criticised for the very thing they didn't correct at the first workshop. So I do the first workshop and yeah. say, this scene doesn't work, these lines are unactable. You go and see the actual show on the night, of press night, and you sit and the language is word for word the same Well, why did they do three workshops? Yeah.
1: You know? And I think that the other thing that's exciting about some of the people that we're inviting, like, such as you, is it's important, as well as producers and, uh, and in- investors and all those normal people, is have people that see stuff. Yeah. You know, you see so much, which is fantastic for you to come mm-hmm. and go. Oh, I like that bit. Oh, that would be interesting like that. You know, so it's it's also having different voices in the room. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's really yeah. important to to have for the show to have a life. And the is voices. probably yeah.
0: people who are going to come along and pat you on the back and yeah. give you that validation. You want people who are actually going to exactly question it. And
2: yeah, it's not just to test how long it is. Yeah. It's people to go. You know what? This kind of this 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 really works, or this half works, or whatever workshops essentially are to save big money yeah mm-hmm. you know you spend x amount in order so you don't have to spend a lot of money Just so yeah <clears throat> look at these big big shows that cost two or three million pounds that haven't been workshopped and then they just fail yeah. and it's always the most basic things like the book isn't good enough yeah. or the tunes aren't tuny enough or whatever it's kind of well surely if you, you know you get a room with 10 people who know what they're doing even if you just invite me along for a glass of champagne and a, and a watch and mm. say, well actually the book's a bit dodgy or the tunes are a bit dodgy. It's not rocket science, it really isn't. No. Are you
0: excited? Do you get worried? How do you feel?
2: Um,
1: I was more worried before today, wasn't I, a little bit? Because it's been so long since I've heard it out loud but I felt I feel that it's in a ver- it's in a really, really good place. <laughs> it's a play
2: that's been in a draw and tomorrow yeah. it breathes life. For the first time in and 10 so years. so that is just really lovely. So it doesn't it does matter what happens with it mm. but, you know, the... Someone sat down and wrote this and, and he was the writer will see it tomorrow. Yeah. And that's just just mm. really nice. Really, really nice. And this
0: is the first time it's been today. Yeah. He's not yes. seen it. Yeah.
2: That's the very first
0: time. Amazing.
2: And oh. you'll see it. Yeah. very very first. Yeah. There aren't many firsts left. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hello, how are you? I've been interviewed in about 15 years.
2: Have you not? Dude,
0: yeah. Oh, there we go. I'll be easy on you. Yeah try not to ask any too difficult questions <laughs> so we're here for your play yes. The Funny Girls yes. by Roy Smiles yes. so I heard this, this took well it was written 10 years ago
3: yeah when I was, uh, had my Kurt Cobain play on I was writing it and uh, Thomas is the uh, producer of the Kurt Cobain play and he be asked to read it so uh, it's, been, it's been around for a long time
0: and I just heard a little snippet of it. It's very funny.
3: Well, I hope so, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> but it, it's basically because um, Strise and Rivers were vaguely friends back yeah. in the late 50s because they did this dreadful show. I just thought it was a nice premise for a, a two-hander and they could just unleash all manner of hell on each other.
0: So, how do you approach writing for two such synonymous characters that people will.
3: Uh, I watched all Streisand's movies, listened to a lot of Joan Rivers' stand-up stuff just trying to get the rhythms of their voices and then just thought about how their personalities would just clash because they're very big huge presences I just thought that it'd be really funny to get them in a very enclosed space and beat the hell out of each other.
0: Did you, did you learn anything more about them as you were like writing them? Uh,
3: yeah, I, d- I didn't realise Joan Rivers was like best friends with Lenny Bruce, and because I read a biography, and I didn't realise that all the struggles and yeah, all the she was a very repressed housewife for years before she started doing stand-up. So I didn't know any about that. But I pretty much know Streisand's story because it's written in legend, isn't it? But uh, you know, so she's kind of famous from when she was 19 onwards. So.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the Kirk Cobain player that you were. Yeah. So you. That was 200. So this is a, the first time you've written for put yep. voices into characters yeah I,
3: I, my first play was about lenny bruce and groucho Marx, and i've written the plays about tony hancock and beyond the fringe team the python team so i've done a lot of biographical plays mm. so uh but i've never written expressly for women before so right. I, was, I was trying to get away from my maleness really and just try and write for de- decent female characters for stuff. And how have you found that transition? No, it's great. It's quite liberating, really. You can get, away with all that, get rid of all that macho crap. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, 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 I've found it a joy to write. It's one of the few plays I've really genuinely enroy- enjoyed writing.
0: But I want to ask you some more about fictional characters to historical characters. Is it a completely different challenge? Is it
3: I tend to easier? write biographical stuff. I find it easy because I'm a history grad, so yeah. I, I, I love all the research and uh, getting into the people's mindsets. So I've written about Evelyn Waugh, it was very different to you know, Streisand and Joan Rivers and uh, uh, Oscar Wilde, George Bernard Shaw. So I just like getting into their, well, reading everything they've written for a start, then trying to get into their mindset. Read all the biographies. I, th- I find it a lot easier, the writing plays with my own characters, mm. which I've never thought has been as good as my biographical stuff, to be honest.
0: And you also write music. I do much music, yes. So when it came to this, uh, Barbara Streisand, would you, were you ever considered or tempted to put a put few music. songs in
3: there? Uh, yeah, no, I could have done. I could have. Done, I, 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 uh, no, I, I My music's kind of separate to my yeah. playwriting, but I just Streisand's done so many brilliant songs. I just thought, yeah, there's no way I can uh, reach that level. Taste of Honey and uh, On a Clear Day, this, I'm, I'm not that. A, I, I write folk-style stuff so it wouldn't suit Streisand. No. I'm just, no, I'm not in that league.
0: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been tempted to write musicals?
3: I did write a musical. It's called uh, Burlesque. It's on a German Street Theatre and we've got five stars in Time Out and it raves and stuff but nothing ever happened with it. It's about, it about the comedy switch hunts in the 50s. Yeah. But that was very vaudeville uh, 50 shtick. Much like this, really. Yeah. So I, I have actually written a musical. But nice. I, I just wrote the lyrics, another guy wrote yeah. the music. So. One day, one day I might try again.
0: So how are you feeling? You're about an hour away from an audience seeing I'm your work. I'm
3: terrified of producers and really? I- import, very important people. So I yeah. just tend to turn into this muttering cocky <laughs> fool of these things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of the actresses. So uh, yeah, I just tend to, tend to turn into a mute. But I, I, the idea of having to meet and greet people and articulate yeah. my, about my play. Because I'm really bad at explaining what my plays are about. So yeah, yeah terrified is a good, good phrase.
0: But do you enjoy... Seeing an audience's response.
3: Yeah, I love that. Once they start laughing, I'll be fine. Yeah. I, once I get the laughter, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's. I can, I can uh, sort of unwind, unclench my buttocks from <laughs> terror, <laughs> and and this is a very funny play. So the Kurt Cobain play was a lot more serious because obviously we were ending a bit of shooting, so so it got increasingly darker. This is it's kind of a light romp, really. There's a few, you know, uh, hopefully touching moments, but it's it's a lot lighter piece than that. So. I'm just worried about them they're, they're laughing really. As soon as they start laughing, it'll be fine.
0: And what's it like to hear for the first time two actors saying yeah, your no, lines? It's great, I've, I've, never, I've never heard it
3: out loud. Yeah. I, I mutter to myself when I'm writing, but yeah, to, to get two really good actresses and just nail the voices and stuff, yeah. it's, 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 quite, it's quite liberating and it, it makes me happy. Because it, some, some plays you write, it never comes off the page. But when it comes off the page, like just in the reading, it's f- just fantastic.
0: Did that catch you off guard? You were like, wow.
3: Yeah, I did a bit. I, yeah, I was a bit, I was a bit startled. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it so long ago, I'd kind of forgotten a lot of it anyway. Because yeah. I haven't re-read really it in ages. So I was like, oh, God, that's a good gag. Oh, yes, they, she did that really well. And so, yeah, it was, it was quite, it's was, it was really enjoyable. So, I've got a mournful face, but I'm actually enjoying my day. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Hi. Hi! or girls funny girls
0: <laughs> funny girls so from calendar girls to funny girls oh, we'll only do with things you, with girls <laughs>
4: it's in my contract <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you are playing Joan Rivers
4: I am yes lifelong to- lifelong icon of mine is She's she amazing. yeah she told it like it was she was yeah. a proper she you know she knew how to speak the truth or not the truth but it was just funny
0: <laughs> and how have you approached it
4: um, well, we, I just watched a lot of her interviews on Carson, I watched a lot of her uh, stand-up routines and just sort of tried to understand what she was like. Um, I think she's, she's not kind of an enigma, Joan Rivers, you know, she, I think she is what she is. You, you watch her and you get it, you know. So, but, you're, but you're not
0: impersonating her?
4: No, it's not an impersonation. Cause Let's face it, I don't look anything <laughs> like her. Um, and she says several times, I'm stick thin and I'm 25. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I'm an
4: actress, yeah, yeah. but I, you know, I'm not a magician. <laughs> but um, you just also have to channel that kind of wisecracking New York Jewish broad, mm-hmm. who really was very groundbreaking, you know, as a comedian in America, when the, at a time when there weren't many female comics at all, if, if any, if only Joan Rivers.
0: And the beauty of this play, so your play its a behind the scenes look at them mm. and in the changing room. So you're not necessarily putting off across that persona that we're all used to seeing. You no. can perhaps offer. Yeah, but
5: there's a, a lot of wisecracking, isn't there? There we is a lot of wisecracking. Yeah, actually. yeah, it's very funny.
0: funny. So yeah. So moving on to Victoria, so you're playing. Babs! Babs! Yes! Another
5: <laughs> icon. Isn't she? Oh, I love her. Yeah, I mean, I, again, it's not you know an impersonation, but I've been watching a lot of videos, films. Um, unfortunately, I say to my husband, my husband's like, "What are you doing today? Just watching Barbara Streisand films." <laughs> sorry, I've got to do it. What an excuse! I know, and um, he didn't join. No, um, but um, it, yeah, and I, I mean, she's, I love her confidence, her humour. She. Um, she was just one of, you know, like of this first big Brooklyn female icon. Um, and it's an incredible her journey. And I think, yeah, she's done incredible things. I'm very lucky to kind of, wouldn't normally get to play Barbara Streisand. So I'm <laughs> happy. Before
0: that you were approached by the project, had you ever considered either of you playing these parts? No. <laughs>
5: oh, I, I've <laughs> been Barbara
4: Streisand <laughs> since
5: I was seven. You believe? Well, yeah, I've been in the shower Barbara Streisand <laughs> yeah. quite a lot of times. Um, but yeah, it's, but I think it's, um, it's, a, it's a lot more. Rather than it kind of being impersonations, um, there's a lot more underneath it, and they're real women, and that's kind of the way we've gone mm. with it. Mm. Um, so there are, it's like a lot of gags, but also um, there's the true, the truth beneath them mm. as well. So there's elements, obviously, that we've taken of those people, but there's, you know, there's us in it too, which you I can think see is the important. chink
4: in both of their armour, can't you? Yes. This is what that play, this plays about?
5: Yeah. And tell me about the play. So
0: Roy Smiles' script. how's it been to work with? Oh, it's fantastic.
5: It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's quite unlike anything I've ever read, actually. Yeah, I've not read anything like that. You know. Yeah, which is what, why I wanted to do it because mm. it's um, um it, it the, it's the way it flows, but also yeah, it has got this depth to it, which um, I don't think is, it, is apparent when you first read it. But when we started working on it, um, I, I love it even more, and we've only it's the second day, so mm. it's something that I think would keep growing and growing. Absolutely. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah.
0: Mm. Do you enjoy the workshop process?
5: Yes, until yeah. the moment where everyone comes to the room and you think, we've only had a day half to do this, why are we doing it again? It's a good challenge though, like having to do something really quickly. Mm. Um, and we were saying this, at the moment we're both saying yes to everything in that way, because you just have to find something from somewhere and commit 100% to it and do it. And I think actually that's the only way to do a script like this, is throw yourself off a cliff and yeah. and. Um, yeah, and I think it's fabulous. Mm, yeah. It is. I'm yeah. very much looking forward to this one. Yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah. It's We're a kind of it's good, good. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You get to do this. Yeah. yeah. Give <laughs> me as, as camp as I want as well. <laughs> no, I, won't. I won't, the director's like that. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you've both done quite an extensive repertoire of stage work, but you've both recently done a lot of TV and film. Mm-hmm. What's it like to be coming back to theatre stage after? little
5: bit of time away I think when well, we both went to drama school you start off doing that that's yeah. you know from when I was a child I did NYMT I it's like coming home really yeah. so it's a ridiculous thing it's like coming home <laughs> but um it you know I don't think it, it just feels very comfortable to me I always um, say that I'm I
4: even now every day I wake up thinking I'm so lucky to be doing the thing I love doing yeah you know it's not it's not a job it's you know it's I don't know what it is it's the love of my life mm. and so anything that comes along whether it's tv film theater radio the it's all really. a gift it's all voices. acting
5: it's, i mean yeah, yeah exactly. exactly yeah so j- just love it yeah you know i don't really feel there's much difference actually not really and who do you think this
0: play would appeal to
5: anyone anyone who has heard of Joan and
4: Barbara anyone who I don't think you need to be like huge fans of them either it's not it's not really about them it's about womanhood it's about aging it's about success it's about fame it's about you know how what you need to do to make your life work yeah and Um, then and the the
5: struggle to get there and and what does it mean and and then when you've got there what what does that mean yeah and you know it's that carrot and stick thing how far are you going to keep pushing and for what and yeah it's it's a yeah i think it's a lot more than you first think it's very funny but it's also very moving yeah. which is what great plays all try to do absolutely
0: and have you had to look into the the, the time period and the eras that you you're going, but I'm not really delved into that yet.
4: I was
5: practically alive. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. You I'm like really <laughs> into sixties and seventies everything. Um, so I I didn't really need to look up yeah. much. I it's my you know it. yes, yeah, I know it. <laughs> Born in the wrong era. Yeah. 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 No, me too. Actually, it's mm. my
4: thing. And yeah. this is you know these are earrings I bought because I like them and they're sort of sixties vintage. <laughs> yeah, ears. they're
5: great. They're good, aren't they? They're really nice. Killing
4: my ears. Never mind. <laughs>
5: need drop off you by, by that. too
4: in a lunch hour yeah lunch hour take off for <laughs> the <my> whole air <laughs> <Okay. laughs> slide them down
0: now speaking of which you've not got long before you take i know days, thank so you for
4: reminding us yeah.
0: let <laughs> you get some lunch <laughs> and you. then see you on the other side i can't wait to see it thank, thank you, sure you going to be amazing.
4: <laughs> thank you thank, thank you i <laughs> please <laughs> i gave him some money earlier <laughs> so vegas say eh? you got to play vegas great isn't it not too shabby and it was sold out again tonight well almost sold out there were a few seats empty there
5: were no empty seats Mm, just a
4: couple every seat was sold a couple of people didn't turn up i could see the whole joint from the stage there wasn't a seat left i think they let some of the bar staff use them it was goddamn sold out, what's the matter with you? Solid was sold out, do you wanna quieten down? What kind of person comes backstage to tell me there were empty chairs? Not your husband apparently. I would if he could. <sighs> I've never played Vegas. You've never played Vegas? Who are my Elvis? I met him. Presley burst in here opening night like a crazy person and painted my toenails. Without asking, without asking. What kind of person would do that? He does it all the time, they tell me. You let him paint your toenails? Yeah, why not? You let a total stranger paint your toenails? It was Elvis. What was I going to do? Tell him to get the hell back to Graceland. Actually, I thought it was cute. Weird is not cute. Whatever. Is he Jewish? What do you think? Not in leather pants, he's not. Well, the crowd seemed to like what you did. Yeah. Five on calls. Four four encore. Well, you let it go? What? What? That's a five on Four? Five? What difference does it, it make? It makes a difference, all right. Okay, okay, calm down. I saw you on the Tonight Show. I'm always on the Tonight Show.
5: Yeah, how do you get so many shots?
4: I give cars some blowjobs. Really?
5: Hello? No. who <laughs> would have thought it.
4: What? You. Getting famous. Why wouldn't I be famous? Well, you know, What, I'm not talented? What are you, my mother? No, I'm just surprised. You're famous. So? So why can't I be famous? You don't sing? No, I joke. I always thought you'd stick to the acting. Starving didn't suit my personality. I thought you were a great actress. You don't think I'm a great comedian? Would you like some fruit? You don't think I'm a good comedian? I never said that. You did not not say it. What's with the paranoia? I'm the best comedian in the country. Okay. You don't think so? I don't know many. Name a better one. Stop getting competitive. I'm not competitive, just name a better one. Woody Allen. He's a guy. it's so hard to tell? Name another. Oh, I don't know. You see, you can't. Okay, okay, you're a very good comic. Is that what you want to hear? Yes, that's what I want to hear. You haven't mentioned the show? Whose show? My show, I mean the one you've been sat through. Well, The gay crowd seemed to like it. They were all gay. That's what I said. You don't have gay fans? Thousands. I'm surprised they're let into Vegas. Why wouldn't they? Well, don't you ask me fat, heterosexual, and an Elvis fan? Don't disrespect the king. Who voted him that? He's a great guy. He is. Trust me. Did you stop him? You mean, did I sleep with him? You know what I mean. A lady could not possibly tell. Oh, there's a lady in the room? Yeah. Me. <laughs> You're from Flatbush. They have ladies in Flatbush. Well, we can't all come from Westchester. My parents were Russian, goddamn immigrants. Oh, I know, I know. They were groped by Cossacks. Spare With his bare hands, my father built his medical practice through the Depression. Are we gonna start singing a medley from Fiddler on the Roof? Is it my fault I grew up in Westchester? You make cracks about Flatbush, you or me. I apologize. I accept your apology. I thought you might.